Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola, hola. Hola, hola, hola. <laughs> All right. Welcome back for the first uh, official episode of the second season. Woohoo! We made it! <laughs> yes. So we're so. going to start out, well, we're going to talk a little bit about sigils this episode, but first we're going to start out uh, in a new little section where we divulge what we've been brujaing. Yes. <laughs> we loved the word. We're adopting the word. Yes. We're going to talk. We're adding a section, just a short section where we're going to be talking about what little cute little brujaing thing that we've done during the week, because we noticed that sometimes we wanted to bring something up that we did that was kind of cool, but it didn't have to do with the sub with the topic. Yeah. 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 So, and then just kind of keep you, uh, you know, prized of our daily brujaing <laughs> activities. We've or... officially <laughs> verbalized. We made it a verb. <laughs> From here, officially into the high. <laughs> That's going to be our book, Brujaing. Yes. <laughs> you want to shoot? Uh, yeah. So for um just a practice that i've kind of started doing in the last i think month or so in my bar job uh there is an area like a bar area that i work that's a little darker in the winter we're encouraged to use candles to kind of lighten it up and so before i light the candles each of my shifts i say some words uh usually manifesting money this particular week I was having not a great week. So I wanted to manifest some money as well as some positive encouragement and compliments. And um, I lit five candles. I said some words over them, uh, encouraging that kind of energy to come towards me. And I knocked it out of the park. I killed it. I had a, a great shift where people were just super cool and telling me great things. And yeah, fire magic works for me for sure. That's awesome. Um, okay. So I, I suggested this and then I'm like, Oh, I should, what did I do? Cause I do it every, I do so many things every single day, <laughs> but, um, thinking about it, I, okay. So last night I did a little palmistry event, right. And, mm -hmm. and, um, so I just tried an event. And so I was just like, um, I, I love, obviously I do palmistry all the time, but I love it when I like hit it, like right on the nose, like where I'm like, oh, fourth grade, this happened to you and you were, you know, nine and this happened to you, blah, blah, blah. And people are just like, shit and crying. I, just, <laughs> I absolutely love when that happens. I mean, so yeah, so that's one that I did. And uh, so yesterday as well, um, yesterday I was like, I woke up like in a, and, and it was totally my fault because I didn't like, I mean, I do the, I do the astrology, but usually I do it like a month or so ahead. So I'm not paying attention to like the daily astrology. Mm -hmm. And um, wait, what day is today? I don't even know what day today is. So 16, there you go. Seventeen. Um, yeah. So whatever. That the thing is that the aspects were like it was gonna be like a harsh day, like for like crankiness in mm -hmm. for people with like Mars. Oh, because like Mars went direct. So like my, I have a bunch of Mars, and so does my son because Mars rules Scorpio and it rules Aries, right? So my son and I were both like cranky at each other, and we're usually like huggy luggy on each other. Mm -hmm. And my, and my husband's like, you better go hug your son because you guys are just like, you know, but it was just like dumb stuff, like mom stuff. Like, do your charge, do this. Like I was like on his case, you know? And I was like, and then I went to hug him and he's just like, doesn't want to hug me. And I'm like, okay, let me go turn on a pink candle. This is the best 
the best thing I can tell anybody that has kids. You buy birthday candles, pink birthday candles, and you put a little sugar on them and you turn on a pink birthday candle and that restores like the love and harmony in your home or when that. kids are squabbling or when you are when it's your fault because your mars is activated and you're squabbling with your kid then you know you do that one and then he was like hugging me and then he's like mom do you want to watch this show with me which i didn't but i told him i did and we watched <laughs> it and we were both like ah, came down <laughs> so that's what we did and so yeah so those two things and that was just yesterday so yeah that was my Excellent. little brew nice yes so let's hit the theme All of right. the, the of the episode yes we're gonna so talk let's... a little bit about sigils yes okay do you use a lot of sigils i do not i do <laughs> like i do like drawing abstract things but um i i'm not super well versed in sigils i mean i um but i do like draw weird things on candles sometimes if i, I like yeah I think that 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 both of us, um, since we're so drawn to um, candle magic, mm -hmm. I think we use it more on candles, right? As part of our candle magic, right? Um, yeah, but I recently he gave um, like a intro thing to sigils, and yeah. so I followed up on it and and got you know a little bit. So we said, okay, let's talk a little bit about sigils. So sigils are very. Um, there's tons of. It's very. It has a long-standing history, and you can go in depth with it. The way that I presented it, since it was in, um, it was an in-person course, and we were actually drawing it, and we were actually practicing it. I pre I presented it in a way that was that went from the easiest way to draw it to the hardest way to draw them. Okay, mm -hmm. um, there's about a dozen different ways that you can do them we only presented a, a handful like three or four options and so we're just going to quickly go over those options but please know that there's more options to do them and obviously being an astrology chick my favorite way is obviously the planetary grid ones yes um but it's and and not but i think like you being more artistic you'll probably be more drawn to the intuitive way right mm -hmm. Yeah, she was like, yeah, my, my, because you were there, right? And yours are like, your, your intuitive ones were like the kick-ass ones, right? Yeah, I was going without instructions for sure. <laughs> You're like, no, this is the best way. <laughs> so before we get started, so sigils, um, many people say that a sigil is like, um, a, it's, it's a seal or it's a, um, an intention, but the original, um, one is like a contract when, when you look at the, at the magicians that are um, more Solomonic tradition um, magicians, they're going to say that it's a contract because it's and it is right. It's 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 the seal. It does come from seal, but it's because they were talking about the um, the demon or the angel sealing their their signature, stamping their signature, and making a contract with them. And right. So that's where they're coming from. And we'll get into that when we talk a little bit more about um, that sort of um sigil but nowadays it's used more as um a way for you to just um be able to put out your intention and you can use it in any way you can use it as magic itself or you can use it as a way to add correspondence which is the way that you and i love it right just right. to strengthen your um, correspondences and just to make your magic a little bit stronger which is what we love right yes. just like colors and planetary hours and herbs just make it stronger 
So first thing is for you to choose a phrase and that phrase should be short. It should be between four, no more than seven words. Um, and it should be in present tense and it should be, um, it should be positive. And then it should not be. So for example, if you let's work, let's work with anxiety. Okay. So if you don't want to be anxious, you don't want to write, I don't want to be anxious. You want to write something positive, like I am calm, but then you want to write it in present tense. You don't want to write, I will be calm because your mind doesn't know the difference between what is real and what isn't real. So you want to make sure that you don't write, I will be calm because sure that could happen when in 20 years Mm -hmm. you want it to be like right now you want it to like, I am calm. Okay. So that's the first thing. So instead of I will be calm or I am not anxious, you want to write, I am calm. So that's your, your first thing. And so let's suppose um, that we're working with this phrase and then now let's imagine, and it's a little bit harder, obviously verbally, but just let's take this, this phrase and work through it in four different matters. Okay. Okay. The intuitive um, ma- um, way of doing a sigil, which is an, it's based on the modern witchcraft, which came from Austin, um, Os- Osman Spare, who was breaking from the golden dawn. And he's basically known to be the father of chaos magic um, is that basically you are working out of your subconscious and, and, the there are certain things that he he wants you to do is basically you don't want to possess you're not you're not working with the art right you're really working on it on us you're not like beautifying it you're not thinking about it too much you just want to be actually in a state of meditation um you want to be in in an alternate state right so you want to be meditating you want to be in a trance state you want to be in an exhaustion state you want to be um through sexual magic you want to be in a point where you've been chanting or you've been in a point where you are already in a alternate state of um your mind with when you create this sigil and then that way your brain is just like not in a sort of like a do it and forget it kind of thing and in this case and through the method that um he recommends is you create it in this altered state of mind you creative intuitively and you activate it by burning it and then you're not possessing it and then only your incon your subconscious mind is the one that are like has it okay and then that's how you activate it and then you have it and so and it's basically art and um you just or doodle or whatever you want to consider it but um a lot of people that are using it now um they say that you're using a lot of symbols that already exist and they like um laura tempest i'll get her name we'll link her name in the but she has a whole book about like in modern witchcraft about the symbols and she does a really good study on um how like throughout different um throughout history how different um cultures have used the same sort of symbols right and without any sort of contact between themselves they have sort of the same symbols throughout different um histories right like 
like spikes kind of mean the same sort of thing. Like they did see the ridge of mountains or it's waves, right? Mm-hmm. Or like the sun is usually like the same sort of like a ball with the sort of like rays coming out of it or, you know, spikes are like, like, you know, teeth that might mean like animals that are dangerous and like arrows are like pointing the ways like wavy paths, you know, like there's the same sort of um, symbols throughout different cultures, throughout history that just sort of are, um, have percolated and are, are in like the collective. Right. And they so, were all kind of like visually similar for all. Visually similar. Yeah. yeah. And so she has a book where she's, um, teaches people to do or to create sigils based on these collective symbols and to sort of like um, create your own sigils based on these collective symbols and sort of um, intuitive art work, right? Not based on uh, any sort of like formula, but based on these symbols and like this collective knowledge of art, right? So like Mm -hmm. if you want like calm what what is calm and it's not going to be like the spikes and x's it's going to be something more flowy right? right or more like spirally or something that's like soothing right mm-hmm. so then it would be like something like that and then maybe um colors if you incorporate colors what colors do we know that tend to be more calming it's not going to be like a bright red or a yellow it's going to be something like a blue right right so then incorporating that and then so it's it's bringing in those things that we already know and that have like historically have come in and so the sigil would be that phrase instead of creating the phrase the phrase you would be transferring it into art using symbols in the case of like the the modern one using symbols that like already live within us okay like we understand it right and using the techniques of chaos magicians which say that you know you have to like to um create it you have to be in this altered state and then you want to activate it by burning it right Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like the the first one that we explored it's not um the oldest one it's just like a newer one and it's a very very intuitive method of creating sigils the second method that we discussed which is the most popular method it's the one that most people have heard of um i don't know if you want to explain it it's the the crop she's waving her hand around (laughs) (laughs) we're we're gonna get on video so you guys can understand this (laughs) so you cross out all the vowels and all the repeat repeated letters. So mm-hmm. I am calm would become M C L. Yeah. Correct. Uh, yes. and then I think out of that, you like mishmash the letters. Is that right? Mm-hmm. To kind of make, make a picture or make something that for me, it would have to be symmetrical probably <laughs> to like, look like art. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Correct. So you create, that's exactly right. That This method was created by um, Dr. Betty Edwards in 1979. And it was for people that are not artistic and that were freaking out when, you know, Sparrow was like, just create art, just let, let go. And they're like, I don't know how to be artistic. And she's like, okay, I'm going to give you a method for your brain, you know? <laughs> right. And then, so... <laughs> yes so what what you do is exactly you just cross out all the vowels and then you cross out any rep- any repeated consonants and you end up with only the con one consonant right um like you said the 
MCL and then you put them together, but it doesn't have to be like necessarily horizontal. You could put them like you could put the C backwards or you could put it like upside down like a cup or you could put it like any and you kind of create art based on those three letters Mm -hmm. and that's sort of the way that um lots of people create logos right oh yeah in advertising and marketing nowadays totally and then this just allows you to create and then a little dot or a arrow or you just kind of from there kind of like make it more artistic but it just helps people that are a little bit more structured Mm -hmm. to have like a a point where they can start creating art okay and then you can write the three letters like block letters like one on top of the other and then or one like a smaller and then on on top or you know but with those three letters you start creating something and that is um or you can take the three letters after you've created the design you can make a circle around it or and then that is a way for people to start creating this sigil when people are like ah I'm not artistic. I have no idea. How can I do this? Right. Right. So that's the second method. It's the most popular method, um, at least recently, you know, when I was growing up in like, you know, 90s, 2000s, I think that's the one that I've heard the most. And um, so that's the second method. Then the third method is pretty similar. You still have to go through that second step of crossing out the consonants and the extra vowel and the extra consonant vowels and the extra consonants but then you use the witch's wheel and the witch yeah and then the witch's wheel um just you could like google it and find it Witch's wheel just basically has the wheel um it's just a wheel with the letters in it and you start with the 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 letters so it was going to be the m the c and the l so you would start with the m you would find it on the wheel you would trace a line between the M, the next letter would be the C, you would trace a letter down to the C, and then you would trace another letter down to the L, okay? When you start with the first letter, which would be the M, you put a dot, um, an open circle, sorry, an open circle, and then when you get to the last letter, which would be the L, you put a dot, like a period, right? In this case, this is a short phrase, it only has three letters, so this would be just be like a small, like, you know, two lines, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a longer one, it might be two or th- it might be four or five lines. Um, usually you use the wheel and you trace on top and you use another paper on top and you trace or you do it on the wheel and then you copy it. And so you only end up with the sigil, right? Yeah. So that's how you create the, the design. And then you can add, again, flourish or you can add a circle or once you have it, you can create like if you want to bring it to you, you can bring like arrows pointing down to it right like Mm -hmm. oh it's bringing it to you so that's the way you use the witch's wheel um the witches some people like to add additional elements so this the witch's wheel right now like if you google it you're probably going to come up with like english but originally it was in hebrew and so you know you can find it in in other languages other alphabets Mm -hmm. and other people also like um there was a time when all these sigils and there's a lot of secrecy so there were like lots of coding right right so there was like there was coding and there were secrets and then you had to first like find the key and then you would do the sigil on the wheel so there was like extra layers to it yeah and then um 
then the next one, which is the 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 original one and the hard the hardest oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my fave. My fave <laughs> <laughs> is the plant, and that's obviously because I'm I like astrology, is the planetary grids. So when you Google them, they, they come up as magic squares, planetary magic squares. And um, yeah, it's like magic squares. Yeah. Cool. So, yes. So this comes from, so like the first ones come up from 650 BC and it, they were called the Laosheng and they were actually, they look like little dominoes kind of thing. And it, they were used to determine when there was going to be flooding in um, China in you know, and so um, later, you have to understand that when astrology was being studied originally, math, right? Everything that has to do with math and with sacred geometry, you know, math math is is a language, and it's and it was it was considered a beautiful and revered language at a point, right? Mm -hmm. By the Persians, by the Chinese, by you know, and so. Then I'd say probably all the way up to like the Renaissance. <laughs> now we're afraid of it, you know, <laughs> but, but at some point it was considered, you know, something that people would actually sit down and just like think about it all yeah. day, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, not going to get into that, but, but that's point number A and point number B <laughs> is, um, something of interest as well is that when we think of like the church right the biggest magicians in all of the like medieval times and you know dark ages and and all throughout were in the church because you know although they were witch hunting you know a bunch of the the priests and uh, and were were in the catholic church mm -hmm. And they were because it, it allowed them to study and to have access to sacred text and to, you know, have time to study. Um, and one of the main purposes, and this is where we came to that contract, right? That word that I was telling you for sigil was contract. One of the main things that was um, being looked into is that the, the sigils, one of the main things that was originally used for was... Um, the sigils for demons and for angels mm -hmm. right so they were discovering all the sigils um that were the names for different demons and for different angels mm -hmm. because once you know somebody's true name you have power over them yes so all these studious men <laughs> were you know studying and oh one of the languages that the witch's wheels was in um is how's it pronounced Enyaq, the angels language oh yeah 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 so that's you know so one of the things that they were doing is that they were you know basically finding out all the names of the angels all the names of the demons and then they would you know find them in sigils so that they could conjure them right call and on they them, could yeah. call on them and have power over them and then they, they would do so with the sigil that was the contract and they would like have power over them and so that was one of the main purposes of that. And right. so that's one of the reasons that the the sigils, you know, were important. And so, boom. Okay. That was like. <laughs> <laughs> it was important info. It was, yeah. I mean, there's books on that. There's like yeah. the, 
the the lesser key of of the Solomon. Solomon. Yeah. So and then the so and I mean tons of like secret societies are developed based on like keeping this information because this is you know you don't want everybody to have information on all the names of the demons and how to control them right right you know you got to be like certain level before you can control a demon you can not everybody can go off and get a little leash and have their own demon running around <laughs> so you got to improve yourself <laughs> anyways then planetary grids planet um so sigils to create the planetary grids the planetary grids obviously this is astronomy uh, astrology and astronomy and the astrologers were the ones that were doing this they would work with when you wanted to create a sigil they would use the mag magic squares right you would you have to have a knowledge of basic astrology you have to know they only had the seven um, planets including the luminaries that would use the sun and the moon of course but you have to have a basic knowledge of the astrology because you would use the square related to what your outcome was okay so if it was something that had to do like if you wanted success then you would use the planetary square for the sun okay because you wanted success right if you wanted a happy if like if you wanted something that had to do with love and a partnership or something like that, then you would use the one for Venus, right? And so you would do a sigil based on your desired outcome. So I am calm. I guess you would use the moon, right? Because the moon controls emotions. Yeah. So then you would look for the planetary grid of the moon. You would do, um, you would change the letters, the I am calm. You would mm -hmm. use you would change the letters. There's a key. Basically, it's the substitution of the letters per numbers. Mm -hmm. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And you would switch that for letters. So um, the C is a three, for example. And then you take the square, which you can find them online, and you would do the same. You would trace it on the grid. Like a connected dots kind like of. Like a connect the dots kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that would create the sigil. Bum. very cool yep and that is those are four of the sigil making techniques there's runic creation there's also um like a one that's like a little like dots and you're like it looks like like architecture there's other styles but these are the four that i believe are the most commonly used um the only other one that the one that i think would relate most to us like in brujeria um is the one that we use um with spirits which is just creating the name when you're invoking a spirit mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah and that is just it's an invocation of a spirit and it's you create it on the sand you create it um on smoke you create it immediately and it's just like calling in the name it's like it, and that's it and you use it in like a baby mm -hmm. and you just create that immediately and it goes away immediately and yeah. that's the only thing so it's it, it they call it a sigil as well but for me it's more like an invocation well, that's very cool yeah yeah uh i wanted to say i i wanted to say this too in the class last week um so when you talk about not putting things in the negative that's something that i learned in school as far as hypnotherapy and trance work like your subconscious does not work in negatives so if you want to effectively change something a pattern in your world you have to 
uh, make sure you're telling yourself something in the positive. Like, it's not like, I'm not going to keep spending my money on this. It is, I save money good, like, or something, but your, your subconscious will never, ever work and be turned on by negatives. It only goes in a forward direction. It works with kids as well. Kids mm -hmm. never hear stop they never hear do not run they only hear run yes <laughs> they're taking out all those other vowels and consonants yeah, they, yeah. and run. They're, they're writing sigils they're writing sigils <laughs> yeah. in their brain automatically yes so, yeah so you have to change it to and i learned that from um like the the waldorf preschool teachers they're like oh. they do not hear do not run they hear run yeah so you have to say we walk in the classroom mm -hmm. you yeah. have to change it to that and i'm like okay yeah. your subconscious is po it's positive only it's only forward movement yeah so that's cool. awesome yeah so um i know that um for me it was really cool studying it and i think obviously we'll probably use it more in like candle magic or yeah. adding it as a correspondence we can also write it on petition papers mm -hmm. lots of people use them um adding it to like mojo bags um, oh, yeah. lots of people use it as well as protections writing it as protections on top of um like their entrances and like one and there's a debate some people say hey once like especially the people that work with chaos magician magicians they're like once if like if you create it and you can still see it it's no longer a sigil it's a talisman right oh okay um because it's it's there and you're seeing it and so forth but other people are like you know once you see something all the time you stop seeing it right right so they're like it's still effective huh so there's that debate going on in people that are in that community that that do sigils often um but the there are some people say that it's like very effective like to wear it like um for example, if you need like sigils, like um, temporarily, like to wear it, like on makeup, like henna magic or like tattoos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Some people do wear them like official, like if you need something balancing in your body, like they do do it like tattoos, like forever, right. you know, mm -hmm. and they say, hey, if you need to change it later, you can always like tattoos can be reformed into yeah. a different type of art. Absolutely. So that that seemed like a pretty cool thing to me. Um but others that say, hey, if you don't need it forever, you can just do it like henna tattoos. Yeah. And so that seemed pretty cool too. Mm -hmm. But I think um, in general, you can also, lots of people that use them, do them in the morning, like in um, like in the steam, in the shower. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I love it. Because, yeah. yeah, because it disappears, right? And then for example, we do, I, or I don't know you, but I do a lot of incense work. So I know that, you know, you can do it with the, the ash of the incense you know mm -hmm. so it, nice. it's there's lots of ways to incorporate it easily that doesn't make it permanent yeah so, yeah so that's what we got for sigils excellent thank yeah. you so much i think if you know it's harder when you're not seeing it but i think it, it was it's yeah just bring break out a piece of paper and start working with it yeah yeah okay you want to roll into astrology let's do it you said 22nd? Yeah, 22nd through the 4th, I think. Okay, so 22nd, Uranus goes direct. Okay, so wait, I don't know if I talked about the news. So I'm going to go back to the 21st, for whatever. Yeah. Okay, the 21st, we have the new moon in Aquarius, okay? And the new moon in Aquarius is also the new um, Chinese New Year, okay? And the new moon in Chinese year is going to be an 
I don't really do, um, you know, the, the astrological for them, but I, I, there was a coincidence that I thought was really interesting and we'll talk about it when we get to it in, in April, but, um, it's going to be, theirs is the, oh, now I can't even read my handwriting, but I know it's the water rabbit. It's the water rabbit, which, um, obviously it's, you know, it's, it's a softer year. There's more flow, more flow also means it's not that great of a year for money, but, mm, but also that there could be more water stuff. And then this year, later on in the year, Saturn is going into Pisces. And that also speaks of lots of like ecological things with water. So I thought that coincidence was really interesting. interesting. Then the 22nd, and then, and then I did mention in the past podcast, you know, we go into Aquarius, things kind of get a little more rational. So the 22nd, Uranus goes direct. Yay, more retrogrades finishing more fog clearing up you know things getting a little bit more clear um ren is direct in in tarot you know it's not it's it's been there for about a year and it's still a um it's a hard sign for it right because um Uranus is like a ground baker and Taurus is like so stodgy and patriarchal. And so it's, it, it is in conflict and it, it was better in retrograde than it is in direct. Um, <laughs> so, you know, whatever, but um, because it goes back to like trying to be like, you know, that conflict that it has where there is, um, there's that, that difficulty where, you know, Taurus is like, the home and environment and women's rights and, and you know and then Renis is like trying to break free and Taurus is trying to like oh no you have to be conservative and stuff so anyways but it goes it goes direct we're still in the shadow period don't worry then on Monday the 23rd Venus is conjunct to Saturn and okay so that day we have to be careful to not be harsh with our loved ones sort of like me and Mateo the other day mm -hmm. just um careful with your tone okay this day you know that's not a great um aspect it's the only aspect that i'd say is a little harsh we call it a breakup aspect um a little bit of disloyalty might pop up in this transit it's just a, you know not it's a little boner okay the 24th the sun but then the 24th is great the sun <laughs> So, like, if you break up on the 23rd and then the 24th, you get a ton of money. Then the 24th, the sun sextiles Jupiter. It's a transit of optimism and, you like, good luck. And, like, you often, it often brings in money. So, like, if you broke up on the 23rd, then the 24th, you're like, oh, finally free of the baggage. <laughs> <laughs> then um, the 26th, we have Venus goes into Pisces. And this is one of those coincidences. I think I mentioned it last year where, like, people don't notice, you know, like, it goes into Pisces until February 20th and it's all lovey-dovey and like, oh, oh courtly Valentine's love. Day, yeah. yeah. And so it's like everybody feeling like romantic and like courtly and, you know, oh, I want like a gentleman and I want to, you know, that kind of, that kind of, because Venus is, um, Pisces is all like idealistic kind of in love, you know, mm -hmm. and like, hey. yeah. So Venus going into Pisces is that. Then on the 27th, therapy day, it's Mercury into Chiron. So you want to talk about your hurt. So there you go. The 29th, fabulous business day. It's the sun trining Mars. You feel energy. You feel confidence. It's good for, you know, starting things. So that's a good day for that. And that same day, Mercury's trining Uranus. So you see new possibilities. You th see things with a new um, perspective. You're open to like things in a different way than you normally would be. 
so yeah, those two, those two things combined, it's like, okay, I'm game. Let's do it. Uh-huh. You know, I'm just going for it. The 30th is re- recovery Monday. It's like, wait, I got to chill. I did too much yesterday. <laughs> then on the first, it's the sun is trining Chiron. That's another, that's, that's a self-care day, you know? Okay. It's sort of like, okay, wait, what do I need to do? I have to take care of myself. I have to be, you know, being very self-aware of yourself and where you're coming from. Okay, the third is the sun is, um, you know, we have a full moon on the fifth. And so a couple of days before full moons, you usually start to feel it. So that that's what's happening that third. You know, you're starting to feel it. You're feeling a little angsty, a little rebellious. It's the sun is squaring Uranus. And so you're feeling a little edgy, um, a little rebellious cell energy coming in and sort of like the buildup of energy. You're like, Oh, something's going to happen, but I don't know what it is. And you're just like nothing bad really, but just like a little mm-mm, mm-mm, something's going on, you know, mm-hmm. careful. Oh, careful of, of accidents. I'm like, what the heck did I write? <laughs> okay. Then Saturday, Venus squares Mars. This is a friction, right? Because squares are friction. So the same thing Friday, right? There's friction, mm-hmm. but sun with Uranus, it's like me and uncertainty right so that's not a good friction right but venus and mars it's friction but that's you know venus is love and mars is energy so friction not bad right (laughs) so if you're you know that usually helps with like sports and energy and sex um if you're single just be careful not to lower your standards and swipe right too fast right smart if you're not single it's gonna be fun cool Okay. And if you don't have anybody or you're like celibate, just make sure you have like somebody to, you know, go dancing with or, you know, play a sport with or whatever. Okay. Excellent. So that's what we have through the fourth. Cool. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Awesome. Yep. Herbology. We can talk about Jasmine this week. Actually, Ooh, just I love Jasmine. Knock it out real quick with you. Yeah. So Jasmine means gift from God. That's where the original name comes from. There's about 200 different species and there are even more species that look and pretend to be Jasmine that are toxic and are not. So Mm. be careful. Um, Grows in tropical and warm regions of Eurasia, Oceania, Africa. It's used to improve mood, reduce stress and reduce food cravings. Uh, The parts used are gonna be the flower, the leaf and the berries. Uh, As far as magically, it's feminine. It's related to the moon and water. Uh, It's for money, love, and prophetic dreams. It's used commonly in tea. It's picked at night. It's, I guess it's a really hard process to extract the oils and you can only uh, pick the flower at night because that's when the scent comes and it's like a whole ordeal to actually get the oil from the flower. Uh, Dry jasmine flowers in a sachet that's worn by you is going to draw spiritual as opposed to a physical love with someone. Mm -hmm. Flowers also draw money when carried, burned, or worn. Prophetic dreams when you burn the flowers in the bedroom. And then just smelling jasmine flowers before before bed is supposed to induce like a really good sleep. Nice. I love jasmine. Yeah, it's a good one. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'll see you next time. See you next time. (laughs) Bye, brujis. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrujasbroadcast at gmail.com. 
For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. 